This is Date Night Behind the Screens. So the next day, you're huddled uh, around uh, Alexis's radio, uh, listening to the news, as most of the campers have already gone home. Um, A lot of their parents have come to pick them up after receiving those phone calls. And much of the early part of the day has been parents coming and picking up campers. Some parents who have gone on sort of trips and things uh, while their kids were here have not come to pick them up yet, so all the staff is still sort of expected to hang around for a while, though the two of you who were here to help with the, you know, animals and have them out in the petting zoo have sort of been given the option to go back home later, but at least for today... Um, things are starting to slow down here a little bit at camp, but it's been really weird as sort of kids have been uh, going home all day, some crying, some uh, exuberantly talking about the experience that they had and how it was real. Um, Would we have gotten to hear that exuberant talking? Because, mm-hmm. like, I know the three of us had a dream and then saw something, but I don't know what the other kids went through. Right, so you've heard... Uh, you would have had plenty of opportunity to sort of hear what other people have said and they've asked you what you've seen and sort of comparing notes. And it's it's the experience that you had, not just the... Um, uh, not just the kind of the scene in the hallway and then on the table and the face of the gray alien. Like, everybody pretty much had that experience who were at the wild camp. Um, then those who had woken up uh, and gotten out of the tents in time all say that they saw a ship kind of speeding across the sky or some shape that they couldn't quite identify speeding across the sky. And uh, then there were a few kind of outlier statements that you heard that didn't match up exactly with what you saw. There were even some kids who were at the wild camp talking about then in the woods... Uh, seeing Bigfoot afterwards, flashes of him going behind a tree. Huh? Coach Bettinson. (laughs) Um, Some people had uh, told another story of a a weird hairless creature um, that they saw on the way back to camp um, when camp was broke early in the morning, um, and they started back in sort of three different groups with the counselors. Uh, Some kids in the first earliest group uh, mentioned this uh, hairless thing about the size of uh, a small dog, a little bigger than a cat, that they saw uh, wandering through the woods. It wasn't and, just um, Jimmy? No. Do <laughs> you mean who said it or who was the, who hairless, was the creature? hairless creature? <laughs> no, it, it was probably not Jimmy. Okay. So are um, you trying to get all the conspiracy theory creatures into this one episode? No, not exactly. <laughs> just a lot of them? It just so happens. Bigfoot, alien, cuckoo... Uh, Chupacabra? Yeah, that one. Cleveland. Cucaburro. <laughs> uh, and <clears throat> um, there was also just stories of throughout the rest of the night, as nobody really wanted to break the camp and try to walk back at night, but also people didn't really sleep very well after that. Uh, people seeing lights... Uh, in the woods, lights in the sky, uh, things along those lines. You guys, after the thing kind of happened, said that you went back in the tent and kind of zipped it up and sobbed. So that was pretty much the end of your experience, and you guys weren't in the group that saw the hairless creature on the way back from camp. So you had a mostly uneventful after that, except for sort of asking around at breakfast and all those sorts of things while kids took their time one-on-one going, you know, to the camp's phone, calling their parents and seeing if they could come get them. The camp, you figure, will probably thin out to about half its normal uh, size by the end of the day with the kids who are being uh, waiting to be picked up already having packed their bags and the bunks having been condensed um, already. All right, before we get to kind of this scene of what you're doing for the rest of the day, are the two of you planning on staying at camp for the rest of the week or are you planning on uh, heading back? Jessica, I want to go home. But 
Tommy, if we go home, then... What? We'll then have a house? We'll have safety and numbers? You're going to be just as bored there, but at least here you'll have animals and I'll be here, like, yeah, all the time. I'll be bored there, but I'm not going to... Come on. You saw it. Yeah, I saw her dream. I saw something else, too. I don't, I don't want to stay here. You know, it's just from her dreams. It's nothing real. Lots of people saw it, Jess. That's because of the dream. Lex, what do you think? Oh, is she here while you're having this conversation? She is now. <laughs> you talking about her dream as kind of like she's not happy uh, about it? She hasn't said very much or eaten her breakfast, uh, which is definitely uncharacteristic uh, for her. Um, she just says, what? Jessica, if it happened to her, then a real thing came and, and if they're real, right? All that crazy stuff she does on the radio is real. But what happened last night was just a memory. You don't know that. You didn't even see it. You never listened to me. I know what I saw last night. I don't know what it was, but I know I saw something, and it was real. And lots of other people saw it, too. Sorry, I'm... What are you laughing at? This is serious business. <laughs> Big 33-year-old man. But, Jesse, I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Lex, what do you think? They, everybody... Everybody saw it. What happened to me, they already... They already know that I'm a freak. I mean, they don't know that it was me. It was happening to them. But imagine, I don't know, imagine your memory, your secret memory that you didn't want to tell anybody about and them not just knowing about it, but them feeling it. What would that be like? It would be terrible. But at the same time... How do they know it was yours? I think you're fine. They'll figure it out. Well, if you keep acting like this... What? What would be, and this is not in character, when she says, like, your most painful memory or whatever, what would come to mind for you in that moment? Mom. And dad. And, and what, the accident. Well, what, I guess dad didn't die, but... I guess uh, Tom... Well, not Tommy, but Mike. Describe it from Tommy's perspective, how it happened. Were you guys in the car? Yeah, we were in the car. You know, I was I was a lot younger. I'm only 10 now, but this was like probably five years ago. So I was a little, real, real little kid. I was still in my car seat, you know. No, this was the 90s. They didn't have car seats. I was four when I last rode in a car okay, seat. Okay, okay, okay. You're, you're probably right. I was in the back. Yeah. Because <laughs> our parents were, were forward-thinking enough, at least for that much. <laughs> well, they were both sitting up front. Yeah. You know, that it was nighttime. It was raining. That drunk driver, you know, swerved and just nailed right into the car. It was mom's side. It was the same side I was on. But, you know, it hit, it hit her. What was it like when you first uh, realized that, you know, this was going to have a, a lasting impact, that this wasn't just an accident, but this was mom isn't coming home? I don't know. I was really little. I don't think I really understood what was going on then, but... You know, as I got older, eight, nine, I don't know, other kids had moms. I, I didn't. You know, in that birth, it's like that birthday party. The kid had his parents. They loved him. They took care of him. He had friends. He was all really happy. 
I can't remember the last birthday party I've had. I can't remember. I can't remember what mom felt like when she hugged me. I can't remember her face sometimes, except for the pictures we have in the house. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if I miss mom. Maybe I'm just miss the idea of a mom. As you're thinking that, Lexi kind of stands up and walks awkwardly over toward you. You see awkwardly, like shambling, or like she turns into a crab. And <laughs> no, like she starts to go over oh. and kind of pauses and goes to like put her arms up and then all in one motion, like goes over and gives you a hug. Stranger danger. <laughs> and she says... I didn't have birthday parties either. And floodgates. (laughs) The 10-year-old is now weeping freely. Okay. I will not attempt to recreate that with sound. (laughs) Um, But you didn't say any of that stuff out loud. Yeah. That's... Um, And she kind of hugs you and she says... I imagine a hug from your mom probably feels like a hug from anybody who cares about you, Tommy. It's not fair. No, it isn't. Thanks, Lexi. Yeah. Um. Jessica. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Uh, you saw what happened to me, and now. I guess I've seen what happened to you. I don't know how I wasn't trying to I'm I'm sorry if you didn't want me to that's not what I meant by saying that you know you don't know what it's like for somebody to feel that or see that pain that you didn't want them to see I wasn't trying to see it but it was just there sometimes you just have bad dreams and then you kind of hear the uh, radio in the background go from the classical station that had still been on all night into like a news story mm-hmm. and you hear it uh, say a town known for a Bigfoot hoax now in the news again but this time it's aliens that are visiting Willowbrook and she goes over and clicks it off oh great now we get to be laughing stocks again I usually I usually try to sleep with voices talking on the radio. I I don't know. To to try to drown out what I'm thinking about. Uh, I don't see how listening to aliens and Bigfoot stories is going to help you feel any better. I don't, I don't know. It's other it's other people's things. It's not it's, it's not mine. I can kind of see it as they're talking, and I, I dream about, I don't know, I dream about what happened to them sometimes instead, and not what happened to me. And when I do, it's not so violent, it's not so close. But when I saw it, when I saw through Tommy's, it was, I mean, I, I was there. Maybe we should, maybe we should go back home. They don't need us here to take care of the animals. There's hardly going to be any kids even over there looking at them. I mean, I, I've punched the cards of all those rich kids a couple extra times. They're going home. They're not going to notice. I took enough stuff from the canteen. I'll be pretty set for a while. 
Okay, fine. Let's go back home. All right. So, um, you guys pack up, and uh, you're going to go back that night. It's a long ride, unless you get a, a ride with somebody back into town. Is Pizza Face still here? No, we're not riding with him. It's Dunhill. It's much easier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just have to coast down the mountain, basically. Okay. You know, a truck's safer than a bike, though, right? But it's Marvin. As you head out toward the... Uh, bikes you do see martin's truck is still parked there in the parking lot rust bucket uh that it is it's a uh it's an ord truck um (laughs) and uh it's mostly blue and rust brown but uh he's not in it but he's still here he's uh obviously working at the camp this week Maybe if you profess your undying love to him, he'll drive us wherever we want to go. I'm not talking to him. Okay. You want to profess your undying love to him instead? <laughs> no. Lex? No. No. Let's just go. I rode here. Ride back. We rode most of the way here. Okay. We'll probably get home before dark. Before Bigfoot comes out, Tommy? You're Don't. a mean person. <laughs> Stop picking on him. Let's go. All right. And uh, off you go. And riding back uh, through the sticks and past the skirts and the uh, old asylum and the um, uh, nightclub that is uh, currently a little bit too early in the evening to be running and back up. Uh, Main Street, past the median where it splits around the old willow of Willowbrook. Um, And uh, back over to the residential section near Caraways and all the rest of the fade. Uh, You guys get back to your house and uh, Alexis kind of stands outside for a minute. She's like, well, um, she's got a big her backpack is like full and hanging really low like off the back of the bike until she like slings it around and kind of throws it on top of the bike as it crashes to the ground she's like um now her bike is dented I guess again more I guess I should go back to my uncle's yeah I think you got to do some inventory there yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff there um I'll I'll see you guys. I, I I promise it won't be like a month like last time. Okay. 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 All right. And she just kind of says, "I'm I'm gonna catch my breath just a minute." She just sits down on the ground and pulls out her radio and grabs a snack, of one of the many packs of Dunkaroos that she snatched from the place, and just. Do you uh, want to come inside or something instead of getting eaten by mosquitoes, I hear? You know, I saw this commercial on TV one time. It was about this thing called juvenile diabetes. Um, <laughs> I think you might want to watch that commercial. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tommy. And that day, Tommy saved Alexis. <laughs> Kids, eating too much candy is no joke. All right, so she says, nah, I'm just going to eat this one little pack, get a little energy to get back home. It's not too far. All right? Okay. Okay. So she just chows down, and not too long after you get in the house, you kind of hear her bike clatter, and she takes off down the road. Uh, Your dad is probably already home by the time you guys get there he sees you guys come in and he's like hey 
You left early. Yeah, there was... Some kid made a big prank with Bigfoot around and talking about aliens and stuff, so a lot of the kids got too scared and went home, so they didn't need us anymore. Oh, well... That's too bad. Did you have a good time? I thought it was pretty fun. Tommy? I still get a game, right? Yeah, yeah, you went, you went. <laughs> yeah, so. he he participated. He did a great job, Tom. Really? Yeah, there were water balloons and... Oh, <laughs> great, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, did you Did you make any friends? Oh, uh, it's great. You played water balloons and what else? What you know? What else did you do while you were there? Jimmy ate some shampoo. Ah, uh, that kid. Something's wrong with that kid. <laughs> was it at least fruit flavored? I don't know. Oh, okay. It was in a blue bottle. Mm. Probably ocean mist. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know. I wasn't expecting uh, you guys to be home, but I I grabbed a movie from Blockbuster. I was just going to stay in and watch it. You guys want to watch with me? Sure. What is it? Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's that's even worse. Sure. (laughs) It's a little bit spooky. You going to be okay, Tom? I'll pop some popcorn. Uh, Okay. All right. (laughs) You guys ever (laughs) seen this movie before, you think? No, I'm I mean thinking, your, your characters. Oh. <laughs> Mine might have. Mine probably not. Oh. But I'm thinking as Mike, when that scene comes in, a little kid getting chased under the door by the flashing lights, mm-hmm. Tommy's probably going to freak out. Yeah. So you're into the movie a little while. There's lots of uh, potato sculpting going on. Um, but eventually it does arrive at that scene. Lex- Lexi doesn't do that. Where the kid Shh. starts... Uh, being pulled like out of the kitchen and hanging on to the stovepipe or whatever he's hanging on that, to. I don't quite remember. That me up as a kid, man. Yeah, that was the scary <laughs> part for me, too, when I saw it on TV. No, I watched it in Alien <laughs> at four years old. Um, and it's as it's like rattling the things in the kitchen, you start hearing the... on the door. Ah! <laughs> what, Tommy? Oh, sorry, Tommy. It's just the door. And uh, your dad gets up. There's no lights under there, is there? And he kind of fakes the peek at the bottom of the door. He says, I don't know, Tommy. Dad. (laughs) Stuck to his sister. I'm just Tom, get off. Tommy. What? (sighs) You've been jumpy ever since you've got back from camp. Do you believe in that Bigfoot stuff? We found out it was a hoax. No. And he goes over and he opens up the door. And outside. head gets taken clean off. <laughs> <laughs> you, yes. Both of you are showered with blood. <laughs> Bruce Campbell stands there with a chainsaw. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the PBEG is revealed to be Ash. He was a deadite, boys. Okay. Um, so, as the chainsaw rips the head off the top of your father. <laughs> You see, standing there. No. Uh, he opens the door and he's like, oh, Lexi, come up. And she pushes past him and she's got sweat pouring down the side of her face and her hair is kind of stuck to her. Turn the movie like, off. What, what, what's the matter? You pause the movie. I, th- I thought we paused it when okay. the door was knocking. So, yeah, it's paused. And you can still see, like, on the screen, like, the, the lights ah! and the kid hanging there. Turn it off. Um, oh, Tom, she says, off. Um, uh, Actually, you have to press stop on the VCR, otherwise it's going to start playing again when it's paused. Oh, that's true. There was... So, I yes, did, stop. I didn't, I didn't go home, she said. I look over at my dad and then back at her and say, why? And then look back at him and back at her. Uh, I, I, I started to... I, I was almost there. There was a uh, there was a car sitting outside sitting outside my Batman? uncle's place. Huh? Do you think it was Batman? No, it wasn't a Batmobile. It was like a No, I mean, un- do I don't you think it was his guy. car. I don't remember his the guy name. We talked? I don't know. Lyle Weathers. I I never heard that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it was that guy? 
I think it was I, Carl Weathers. <laughs> I don't know who it was. Yeah, you want to just stay here tonight? Um. I mean, your uncle's not expecting you back, anyways. No, no, not for not for a few days. Um, and your dad's just kind of like, what? is going on. There was this really weird creepy guy that was at the barn and he kind of scared us, so yeah. Was he hairy and big? It was not Bigfoot and no, Tommy, it was not Coach Bedenson. No, it was Carl Weathers. What is Coach... He thinks... What? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that Dad would have known that. No 10-year-old in the 90s knew the name Carl Weathers. (laughs) Yes, he did. Well, (laughs) he was that other guy in Predator... (laughs) Yeah, he's in Rocky too. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they'd know who they'd Carl Weathers was, but they'd Apollo know Rocky Creed. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, where were we before Carl Weathers? <laughs> yeah, stay here the night. What? There was a creepy guy in the barn. What does Coach Bedenson have to do with Bigfoot? He thinks he's Bigfoot. You know this, Dad? No, I don't. You think Coach is Bigfoot? Was he at the camp? Just, I thought that was between us. Tommy, I've told you over and over, he's not Bigfoot. You guys Bigfoot. are really shaken up about whatever happened to your friend, too. Not, I thought it was just Tommy, and I, I thought it was about Bigfoot. What happened there? Are you guys okay? I'm fine. Shifty eyes. I have the face of a ten-year-old who doesn't want to tell his father something scary. I said they were just telling too many ghost stories, and a lot of the kids had bad dreams. Okay, roll a charm check difficulty. Your dad trusts you. Five. Two. There's something. I'll take all of those. There's something you're not telling me, but... And some kids saw something they thought was Bigfoot in the woods. It's, It's fine. Tommy, did you see this thing? Yes, staring I intently. Saw the thing. Staring intently at Tommy. Um, I'm being vague. It shook you up. I mean, if it was in the woods, oh, it's not going to come here. Oh. We live in town, right? If Bigfoot is real, you know, and more likely it's somebody dressed up in a suit trying to scare you guys at camp. We did that all the time when I was a kid, you know? I mean, not dressed up as Bigfoot, but we tried to scare each other. I mean, people do that at camp, right? Have have you ever seen that before? Somebody doing a prank and... Yeah, two nights ago they did fire extinguishers in the boy, boys' dorm. Bleh. In the f- Man, this has really got you shaken up, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> they did been drinking. I have not! <laughs> It's lemonade. She sneaks into your liquor cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) Fire extinguishers in the boys' dorm. I don't know why. I can't talk today. Oh. Yesterday. Yeah, see, I mean, it was probably something like that, Tom. Yes, that's what I was saying. Staring at Tommy. Staring. I'm not saying nothing. You can't break me. Tommy, I'll I'll take you tomorrow to uh, pick out a game at Big Kmart, all right? Okay. Or at the... uh, or at the comic shop, whichever. Yeah. Has, Kmart's got the, the new stuff, but the want. comic shop has all the old good stuff. All right. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were scared. I wouldn't have let you, you know, sit in here and and watch this movie with us. I just no. It's okay, Dad. I I, I don't I don't mind the movie so much. I just I, it's it's just kind of scary. Yeah, this is the scariest part, pal. Do uh, you want me to fast forward through it? Do you you want to keep watching, or you want to go to go to bed? If we can just fast forward through the scary parts. Okay, here's a pillow. Cover your face, and we'll go. Yeah, the, Lex, you want to keep watching this, or you want to? Um. Um. Yeah, this is fine. I've seen this one a few times. How true do you think it is? <laughs> she glares at you. There's a lot of potatoes in this one. Yeah, that's true. You don't do that, do you? Tom. What? Uh, it's it's research. I like macaroni. 
Everybody likes macaroni. <laughs> What's Turn your the guy's TV last back name on. Again? Stevenson. Stevenson. Got any macaroni, Mister S? Mac- we got popcorn. Okay. She grabs the popcorn and. This is really good popcorn. <laughs> pulls one leg up onto the couch. Starts watching the movie with you guys. Nope. I turn it back on and then start fast forwarding. Tommy, your pillow. Smack him with it. You uh, finish the movie. You go to bed. Um, I brush my teeth and then I go to bed. Nothing from my... I'm a 10-year-old boy. I don't brush shit. (laughs) Uh, I've got nothing to add for the night unless you guys have nightmares of your own. Well, I'm I'm definitely not turning (laughs) out the lights. Yeah. Lights are on. I'm sure the curtains are closed. Lights are on, windows shut, curtains closed. I have my Batman action figure with me. And a bat tucked into bed with you. Yeah, because he's got the little sharp things on top, and I can stab something with it if I have to. What about your pocket knife? It's there. I need options. It's in the other hand? Yeah. All right, so this is the other sort of power or aspect that you've learned about, Tommy. And it's that Alexis can view sort of other people's thoughts or memories that they bring up so if you need to use that at some point to uh, sort of get out of a jam or advance the story and you want to call on her to use that you can and she gets these uh, psychic energy chips which she uh, she can spend to help her rolls she rolls 2d4 anytime she uses a psychic ability to try and succeed and she can add these as many as you want you get to decide if you want to add them and she can even go into the negative, but that could cause, like, trauma. Mm. Um, but she gets seven. What are the launch codes? <laughs> 289137. <gasps> uh, so you guys go to sleep. There aren't any new uh, sort of dreams coming from uh, Lexi or anything like that. She's got her radio on kind of quietly. Uh but kind of right next to her head as she sleeps on the floor, zonked this time, just out the instant she basically hits the pillow on the floor. And she's still asleep when you wake up in the morning. Go downstairs, have some Captain Crunch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dad's gone already. He's at work, but that's not unusual. So he's kind of just left you guys at home. That's not unusual. Yeah, he was expecting to Plus work I'm 15. all ah. this week anyway, so you might be in the clear of having to go to work, since he wasn't really expecting you to be there anyway. He'd probably like some assistance, but it's okay. You have your cereal, and Tommy's probably already down there on yeah. his third through. bowl of Captain Crunch. Jess, do we have any pancakes left? I'm not making pancakes. But, Okay. Oh, fine. Thank you. As you start making pancakes, just about the time that you can start smelling them on the stove, Lexi pops down the stairs like, pancakes? I'll make you some too. All right. That's the real reason I stayed here. So you didn't see a car over there? Yeah, yeah, I did. You think he'll still be there? He probably... Went home or something, right? I don't know. We could sneak over later and look. All right. Tommy, did you want to come? And see Batman again? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, if he's there, we we don't we don't have to stay there. No. We're just going to go see if he is there. All right. We found some comics uh, in our stuff last time, Tommy. They're old G.I. Joe ones, if you want to look through them. <gasps> Unless no one is half the battle. I don't know what that means. It means, yeah. Okay. Dark pie. It's your brother. Yeah, and I have to live with him all the time. Apples and trees and all that. What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. You're making pancakes. Apple a day makes doctors something. Whatever. Here are your pancakes, Knowledge is power. (laughs) 
was the worst. Oh, oh. We've had some oh, bad God. conversations, but that was the worst one. <laughs> You're both dork pies. All right, so after some pancakes, you head over to... We had Ms. Butter- Butterworth's syrup. Okay. You head over to Bee Gees. It uh, looks like she's going to just take her hands and wave. Bo's garbage. Um, have you seen those commercials? Yes, I've seen those commercials. And they're, you head up the street, and you're going to try to take a peek without being seen, I guess, right? Sure. All right. Uh, roll a flight check. Oh, because this is great. Difficulty four. Ha! Five. Four. Can I take his extra point and keep my you check? You don't need to. It was a difficulty four. You're good. You match. It's good. Yeah, but you have a five. Can I take his extra point and give and keep my poker chip? Nice. Yeah, you're making a four with the chip, right? Okay. Can I just take his extra? No. I hate having to roll a d4 because I feel like everything's supposed to be a d20. You're just angry that I'm sneakier than you are. Okay. He's shorter. I'm also grittier. So you guys uh, do get there, kind of quietly go off the side of the road, you know, into the woods. Uh, Lexi's got these back paths kind of anyway, and she shows you this way that you can go without actually going on the road. And uh, there's a white van out in front of the house, and she says, that, that's not Batman. That's not Batman, but that doesn't mean it's a good van. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You want to try to sneak in the back gate or what? If they tell you that they have candy, that's bad. Well, I mean, like, he's out in the front. Do you want to try to sneak in the back gate, or do you just want to leave? Well, we probably have to go down a couple of blocks so we can sneak across, and then, I guess, through the junkyard, maybe? I mean, your fence has lots of holes in it, right? Yeah, I mean, we could go around to one of those. Sure. As long as Hercules sees me, he'll probably be quiet. I mean, I sold him to you. He knows me. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go. So you guys uh, sneak around the side, and I'll stick with the same flight check that you had before, and kind of creep through the junkyard, um, past some of the sketchy, sharp, and rusty metal, um, and past some of the other outbuildings and mobile homes, and eventually make your way to the um, back door of the thrift shop and inside. Um, When you're inside... Things are still in kind of disarray, but at least things have some rhyme or reason to them. Like, there's a section with fans and heaters and things like that, even if they are in almost a heap coming off of the shelves. It looks like there's been an attempt to try and organize some of the stuff for sale here. And there are lots of uh, extension cords running around the place to, like, try stuff out with that, again, don't necessarily look that great. Uh, But Bo is here. He's actually uh, in the shop. Um, He's older than probably Lexi's parents were. Um, He's in his 60s or late 50s and maybe hasn't aged that well. Uh, He's got on a cap with, like, the vented back on it and kind of the foam part in the front that's white with blue lettering that's all flaked off so you can't read what it used to say. Trucker hat. And he's got a a Stanley-type thermos, uh, and he's drinking out of the cup and kind of sitting back next to a small uh, scanner radio that's sort of picking up the local frequencies. And God, d- give d- him a d- cigarette d- to my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> and a cigarette <laughs> uh, dangling out of his mouth as he sits there. And um, as soon as he hears the door in the back open and Lexi starts to say basically like, Hey, Uncle Bo, he holds up a hand like that at her, and he picks up a piece of paper, and it just says on it, they're listening. And he goes like this, and he points at the stairs. And just points to everybody. And then he says, hey, um... Uh, you were looking for some old uh, reel-to-reel tapes, right? I've got some upstairs in the ham shack uh, that you could listen to and see if they're what you're looking for, fella. 
points at the stairs. Okay, thanks. And he rolls his eyes at you. <laughs> and uh, you guys head up the stairs. He's kind of behind you. But Lexi knows the way, and she kind of goes around the top of the stairs to the right and down the hall and through um, this door. It opens. It's got, like, this metal wire stuff on the outside of it. Goes inside. He built a Faraday cage. It's a Faraday cage. <laughs> so inside, uh, once you're in the room, there is, like, a, a a big ham radio room up here. It's got lots of equipment in the walls and then also stuff on the floor that doesn't look like it's in service. The ch- chassis are sticking out because the cases are off of a bunch of them. But he also has stuff, like, in the wall that's actually in nice shape with a kind of a lollipop uh, microphone on it. Um, and they, a bunch of wires kind of running up to the corner of the room and out. He does go over to a big tape player uh, on the wall, and he clicks it on. And you basically hear um, it's some uh, it's like 70s Pink Floyd-type music coming through on it. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> Is there anybody in yeah, there? Yeah, th- it's got to be one of those. <laughs> Sorry. Or the the one with the phone ringing the whole time. Oh god, it gives me fits. Okay, boop, so boop. Uh, while that's going boop, loud, boop. he goes past the edge of the room boop, to boop. another door, which has even more wire on it, and he opens that up and motions for you guys to go in. Lexi steps inside. Normally, I would say you're kind of paranoid, but now. I'm- kind of agreeing with you here. <laughs> so you go into that little room, and this is what looks like it's just got like an army cot in it um, and a little side table. And this room is completely wo- uh, like woven over with chicken wire. He's got first like copper plating in places and like aluminum foil in other places. And then over top of it are layers of chicken wire in I'd this like room. I'd like to lean over to Lexi and go, is this, is this where he keeps the bodies? There's no room Tommy. in here for bodies, Tommy. Okay. Tommy, you know better. Listen, I think we're okay in here with the loud music and the cage. Um, yeah. Um... People are looking for you, Lexi. Why are they looking for her? I I don't know. There was a a man here a week ago. It was something about an arcade game he wanted to know. Uh, When I told him she wasn't here, he asked how old you are. I said you were a kid, and he seemed kind of confused. I don't know. I didn't get the worst vibe off that guy. Uh, But there were some people here this morning. And uh, I don't know, Lexi. Um, I think you need to lay low somewhere. Don't even tell me where. But um, listen on the channel I told you about, and at noon I'll, I'll check in. And if I say it's all sunny in Willowbrook, uh, people have left. Um, I gotta tell you some stuff, though, before you go. You're not really her uncle, are you? Tommy. What? No, I, I'm her uncle. Oh, okay. Okay, but? But. I don't know, maybe I should write this stuff down, even with the radio on, and we could tear it up, or. uh, We can take it with us. No, nothing's leaving here. You're in witness protection program, and you're originally from Illinois. Tommy, enough. What? If you won't tell us. And she says, you don't have to write anything down, and you don't have to say it. She says, just think about it. And he says, 
What? Just think about it, Uncle. And, uh... Okay. And there's this awkward pause in the room as there's just this silence of the two of them kind of looking at each other. And she then says, Okay. I'll go. Um... I, I, I know why, because I felt that too, why you hadn't told me before, uh, and it's okay, thank you, for everything, um, I, I gotta get out uh, the back, guys. She looks at the two of you. Okay, let's go. All right. Are you Batman? No. I'm not Batman. All right. Um, so you guys going to try to sneak back out? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, so you head back kind of toward the gate where you've got your bikes sort of stashed or whatever. Uh, roll a brains check. Uh, difficulty eight. Uh, big money, no whammies. Big money, no whammies. Fuck you. Eight. <laughs> okay, so with that, Tommy's able to see. Tommy is the fifth grade savant, and <laughs> Jess is barely making it through the special ed classes. <laughs> And um, as your little brother, I'll be sure to point that out at every opportunity. You see uh, Batman <gasps> standing over beside oh, the bikes. Oh, not really Batman. No, not really Batman. <laughs> Damn it. Lyle Weathers. <laughs> yes, Lyle Weathers. Carl Weathers. Standing over near the bikes. Kind of facing away, leaning up against a part of the fence that he can lean up against and smoking a cigarette. Guys. Batman? Yes. <laughs> it's the bad guy. How are we going to get our bikes? Where's Hercules? Um, I could call him over. Can you do it without him hearing? Yeah. Oh, that's true. You got the woo-woo thing in your head. Um, okay. Let me try. All of a sudden, you see Hercules kind of come up, start uh, almost rubbing against her leg, like just being up against her and wagging his tail. <laughs> yeah, now what? Stick him on that guy or something. He's not going to eat him. So he's a big dog. He'll chase him off or something. Oh. Right? I don't know. Is that guy, is Batman scared of dogs? I don't know, but a big dog. I scared of bats. But if a big dog is running at him, maybe he'll just go back to his van or something. Wait, why hasn't Hercules already attacked him? I mean, he's just out there leaning on the fence. But aren't guard dogs kind of territorial? Isn't that like their thing? I mean, only if he comes in here and starts moving stuff around. He's sitting by our bikes. I don't know. Hercules kind of just takes care of the yard, like the stuff in it. But that's our bikes. I don't know. Maybe if we seem like, I don't know, we don't want him there. All right, Hercules. Ask him if he has a warrant. Yeah, have the, the dog? dog ask him. Yeah. Tell me. I don't know what, what the, are you reading? I don't know what the <laughs> limit of your powers are. Are you bored Professor X, or are you just, you know, as useless as Jean Grey? I don't know what that means. You read too many comic books. I'm, unliv I'm living with uncultured swine. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want me to just see if I can get him to go over there and bark at him? 
Yeah, chase them off our bikes. We can go get them and run away. Okay, fine. I mean, can't Hercules get back in the yard? Yeah, sure. All right. Hercules. It's a bad man. Sick him, dog. Get Batman. Unless she expends some extra energy trying to relate this feeling to Hercules. Put the dog in the hole and point the dog's face. Is there a snossage we can throw? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he doesn't see any sort of threat at the moment. (sighs) This is terrible. People come in to the shop. But this is the backyard. Terrible dog. Bad dog. And come and look around. Bad dog. He's not like a mean junkyard dog named Hercules but if people come in at night when he knows they're not supposed to be there he's going to give them a problem but this is behind the shop okay, new plan I'll go out there when he tries to abduct me Hercules will attack him then he will but what if he has a gun listen I don't want to lose my brother of the two of us I'm the smart one here this is a good plan Shut up. this will work <laughs> They held you back a grade. (laughs) They did not. You got, how old are you? Fifteen. So she says. Likely story. (sighs) Look, guys. We gotta get out of here one way or another. We could go out the back. We just won't have our bikes. I pick up a rock and I throw it as far as I can to clatter something in the junkyard on the other side. Okay. Ron? Uh, I think you're still manipulating somebody, so it's still charm. Uh, eight. But I'm throwing something. Not at them. You're throwing something to distract them. Yes. Brawn is how strong you are or, like, how much damage you can take. I'm trying to if you're trying huck to a rock as far somebody. as I can. If it were me, I'd make you roll a stealth check and then... Well, you can roll... Yeah, you can roll your brawn I'm check to see... I'm picking up a rock if and you throwing throw it as rock, far up and over... And then you can roll a charm check to see if it does anything. Fifteen plus one. Sixteen. One. <laughs> you yeeted it too far. No one, no one hears Any the ghost. sound. I found another rock. <laughs> okay, no, this is stupid. I'm going out. Tommy goes. Did you let Tommy go? Yes, because I'm still looking for another rock. As <laughs> so you turn around to look for a rock, Tommy's heading in that direction. Hey, do you have a warrant? You're the little kid from camp. Yeah, I saw on TV. If you're going to be on the property, you got to have a warrant. Get I'm not Lexi. on the property. If you're on somebody's property. Oh, I'm near the sidewalk. I'm pretty sure if we have to, if we if if we're required to clean off the snow, it counts as our property. Do you live here, little boy? I don't answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, the street lawyer. <laughs> you watch a lot of cops, kid. I don't answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> he just flicks the cigarette onto the ground. He tries to look and see if he can see anybody else uh, in the yard. Roll a flight check if you're trying to not be seen where you are. See, that's called a plain sight search. He doesn't need a warrant for that. And it can give him probable cause. But he's standing next to the bikes. We're trying to get the bikes. I rolled a 19, so Lexus is hiding pretty well. (laughs) What am I supposed to be rolling? Flight. Is that your four? Four. Yes. One. Uh, yeah, he sees you too. Goat girl. Hey, goat girl. I don't answer any questions. <sighs> he just kind of hangs his head. He says, all right. Just looking for your friend before somebody else finds her. Why are you guys looking for her? There's no guys. Why are you looking for her? There are, but their reasons are different, he says. If she can hear me, he says, I'm sure somebody else can, too. So 
So that's all. Why are you guys, why are you chasing her? Why are they chasing her? They're not chasing her yet. Why are they, <clears throat> Why are you guys looking for her? What is so special about her? Six numbers, seven digits. And he turns around and starts walking away. What, 289137? What? I kicked his ankle. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he gets in his car. He's got a black sedan. Yep, sure does, doesn't he? And he drives away. gesture to Lexi get on her bikes and ride away. Alright. You guys sneak out the back, you get on the bikes, take the back trails, and head uh, just a little ways away, so have yeah. a little bit of distance. And then she stops the bike and kind of goes off the path a little bit into the woods. I saw that on Cops. <sighs> Tommy. You no, know, it worked! You really need, there's this new thing called a V-chip. You should really look into it. Is that what they put in my arm? What? In the, the, and she the... grabs her arm, like, yeah. rubs it. Is that a V-chip? No, no, no. She says, and I've looked, and you can see there's, like, scars on her arm. I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not there. Oh, what's a V-chip? It goes in your TV, and it, your parents can control what you watch. No, we don't need one of those. No. Huh. I don't know. Kids watching cops all day. Anyways, we need to find a place to hide. I mean, they're going to check at our house now. You can't come with me. Well, they're going to try and follow me, too, no? Because we know you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we can go hide at... What do you think, the haunted house? It's not really haunted. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You want to go to the haunted house? Where else are we going to go? It's not like we can hide someplace else. You want to go to the asylum? Why are you picking the worst possible places in a creepy town? I'm saying, would you rather the haunted house with finger air quotes, or do you want to go to the asylum that for sure is haunted? I mean, the other, gu- the other one just had the old lady living in it, and then yeah, her son. The old lady who's a ghost now? Oh, that's just... Pranks from high school kids. Two days ago, I saw aliens. Everything's on the table again. <laughs> it's just stupid pranks. You have a real denial problem, you know that? I'm trying to be a realist. I think I know who the people in the van were. Who? Aliens? No. Batman? No. Carl <laughs> <Girl> Weather. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Listen, my uncle told me. Well, he thought about it. Some stuff about my dad, I I didn't know. Your dad's Carl Weathers? <laughs> I was holding myself back. No. No. That was for you. <laughs> Look, um, it, it was before I was born... But my dad worked for some organization. Bo just thought about them in a way that was like, I don't know, the government or the man or something. I don't know. Bo's a little... Well, people have always called him a conspiracy theorist anyway. But, I don't know, this was different. He said, Dad gave him some evidence of something that he did and something that he regretted and Bo buried it under mountains of junk it's all here it's just hiding it he kind of had this it felt almost like you know that feeling you have when you give somebody a really satisfying smirk I don't know he had that feeling when he thought about it like yeah come toss the place <laughs> see how that goes I think I had that one time when I put the whoopee cushion under Jessica's chair. That was... 
Yeah, really like satisfied smirk. <laughs> and she can kind of feel that. And <laughs> she's like, like that. She says, but, but my dad, he said, uh, Uncle Bo thought about it. And he worked on an island. Is there a spaceship there? No. Because that'd be really cool. No, it has nothing to do with that. I don't okay, sorry. understand. Smoke monster? It was just... It was more about the... It was more about the lab. Like, remember I said there's this, this lab, and I have this dream, and I'm there, and there are these vials and... Stuff that I don't, I don't even really know what it is. And microscopes and... What I'm remembering... I think it's from my dad. I so think your he dad was at was... that lab and he did something and... Were you born in a test tube like that sheep? Bah. I don't know. Are you an I, alien? I was, I mean, I was born in the, I was born in the hospital. Dad, dad was a plumber when I was a kid. <laughs> he didn't work for the government. Sorry. He hardly worked at all. I mean, even before I was born, him and mom talked about abduction experiences and <laughs> they had to move a lot. We moved all over the island, and people just made fun of him. He never held down a steady job. I don't know how he could have worked for the government in a lab or some secret organization before all that, I guess. But that's what my uncle thinks. There was a conversation that he showed me that he remembered having with my dad when he gave him some of the information. My uncle said he didn't want it. He said he never wanted my father to work for the government. He said it was only going to lead to disaster. And Dad gave him some files. And he said to release them if anything happened to him. He said they'd make it look like an accident. He said, but if the family died, to let the files out. And Bo said there was the accident and, you know... But I was still alive, so he didn't know what to do. He still got them buried somewhere. He didn't show me exactly where. Um, I don't know. So are we supposed to go after dark and start digging through the junkyard or something? No. No, I don't think so. I... I don't know. What would we even do if we found it? I don't even know what it is. Take it to the news station? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, right? What? That's what they do in all the movies. Sure. In all the movies where kids have Bigfoot hoaxes and alien hoaxes, and then they go and bring in some information about some government thing that shouldn't have happened... And maybe, maybe there are names all over it. Catalano. Uncle used to be called Bo C, you know, for Bo Catalano, because there's the other Bo Regard who works at the scrapyard. Bo D. Alessandro. Bo D. Right? But Uncle doesn't even like being called that anymore. That's why he started going with BG. BG's thrift and all that stuff. I don't know. wonder if there's something with our name all over it that Dad did. I want to put that out there. Well, can't you just change your name or something? Or can't we at least find out before we jump to these conclusions? I mean, if you're alien, maybe you've got a spaceship who can be like Flight of the Navigator. I don't think I'm an alien. She kind of looks down at herself. I mean, you don't look like an alien, but you can do stuff like normal people can't do, and that's kind of cool. Is it? I mean, yeah. 
Where do I go? I think someone said Illinois earlier. I don't I don't know, Lex, but we have to do something. We can't just keep running from people. I mean, where are you going to sleep? I don't know. I could... Oh. What happens when they eventually figure out who you are and who your friends are? Well, they have already figured out that we know her. I mean, they've seen us twice now when he was looking for her. Yeah. What if we go back to the arcade and look at the Helix game again? We could... It's just going to break again. Well, they said it was something related to that. Maybe we could type the code in and see if it makes it work again? I don't know. It's not far. We could go look. Either way, let's get out of the woods here. I feel like they're starting to get closer to us. Okay. All right, let's go. Thanks for sharing our date night with us and exploring a whole new world together. We'll see you again next week. Until then, keep in touch by following us on Twitter at D8 Night Podcast or visiting D8 Night Podcast.com.